forecasters. I am currently live streaming on Facebook. Also recording an episode as we do this. I'll go back and forth. Don't need all the messages. Thank you. Um, I'm move my microphone a little bit closer. Um, so, talking about the Georgia runoff tonight, I haven't really said much about it uh, on my podcast or on my blog uh, because runoffs are really hard to really, you know, kind of figure out. Uh, just to give you, you know, just a, a little background on. Sorry, the, that's what I wanted to say. Um, that's kind of out to watch. Um, I'm sorry for the the lags here. Um, and since I'm doing this both. Facebook Live and as a podcast, it's going to be a little bit different than normal. Uh, but before I actually start running into some of the numbers on this, uh, one of the reasons why I don't didn't really talk about this runoff, uh, why I didn't do any forecasting on this runoff, is simply because runoffs are incredibly hard to forecast. Basically, uh, you can never be sure exactly how many people are going to show up for runoff elections. Uh, typically, when we have those type of elections, you see a significant drop off in turnout. You know, let's just go with a random number. Let's say 60% of the state's registered voters show up for an election. And there has to be a runoff. Typically, by the time we get to the runoff, which is usually about a month or two later, you're going to see roughly about 20 to 25 percent uh, of the electric show to vote. The Georgia runoff so far, from what I've seen, is trending very differently. The numbers are way up. Uh, it's looking like they could be close uh, to what we saw in the presidential election. It won't hit that number, but it's going to be relatively close. Um, and if you see me looking over in this this direction, often I have my TV over here looking at the numbers as one of my personal heroes, Steve Kornacki, is going over numbers. Um, and again, uh, with me also doing a podcast while I'm doing this, there are going to be a little bit more pauses. I have to watch my time so I can break these up. And so I can get the full time. I don't know how long I'll do this. I don't know if I'm going to do this for an hour. Um, or just kind of like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Or, uh, I mean, with my current profession as a teacher, uh, we actually get to work from home on Wednesdays. Uh, so typically on the day when I'm getting up uh, and going to school, you know, I'm waking up at 530 out the door by 6 to get to school. On days where I can work from home, I don't really have to get up until 7. So, I can stay up you know, a little bit later tonight. Uh, but let's talk about some numbers real quick. And again, I, I encourage you. Um, watch me, of course. Um, but I, I encourage you, if you want full and depth numbers, 
the, the best person on TV is Steve Kornacki on MSNBC. Uh, that's my personal opinion. He runs through these numbers. Uh, he's a freaking genius when it comes to this. Uh, but let's look at some where the numbers are right now. Uh, and just a little background on uh, this runoff tonight. Uh, there are two races. I don't know why I'm talking to the microphone because the camera's over here. Uh, but there are two races tonight. If Republicans win, they maintain control of the Senate. If Democrat wins one, Republican wins the other, Republicans maintain control of the Senate. However, if the Democrats pull the absolute upset and win both races, which has not happened in Georgia in a very long time, it'll result in a 50-50 tie in the Senate, and the tiebreaker goes uh, to whoever, whichever party has the presidency. So if there's a tie, 50-50 tie with Joe Biden, uh, Kamala Harris becoming president, vice president, Kamala Harris becomes president of the Senate. She breaks any ties. Control goes over to the Democrats. So look uh, in the race between Raphael Warnock and the appointed Senator Kelly Loeffler, who's never been elected, who was not elected to the Senate. She was appointed currently with about 65% reported in. Raphael Warnock is... is leading uh, Kelly Loeffler uh, 50.6% to 49.4%. That's significantly down uh, from what it was earlier tonight, which is expected. Uh, but he's currently leading. I was hoping they'd have the difference, but they don't. But he's currently leading by about 33,000 votes. Uh, right now, according to the New York Times, the race is tilting towards Warnock. Uh, they're giving him a 69% chance of winning the race. Um, they're expecting the margin for Warnock to be about 1.4%. Now, if we look at the other race, which is closer. Um, John Ossoff versus incumbent David Perdue. Uh, Ossoff is currently leading that race 50.17% to 49.83%. He's leading by right about 10,000 votes. Uh, so right now, um, Warnock is outperforming um, Ossoff. Uh, but what I've been hearing on on MSNBC from uh, Kornacki, sorry, uh, since I've turned on the television, is that to this point, the Democrats, both Democrats, are outperforming their numbers uh, in the counties they need to win. And both Republicans are underperforming their numbers in the counties they need to win. Um, so at this point, it, it's still really good news for the Democrats if they can keep this going. Uh, but, you know, we're just going to have to see. I don't uh, I agree with the, the Secretary of State of Georgia when he says that we're not going to find a result tonight. We're not. It's just not going to happen. Um, so that that is definitely why I'm not planning on staying with this all night because I, I do still have a day job and I do need to be rested to be able to do that job. Uh, so I don't know how long I'm going to be on, but we'll just see. Uh, I'm going to stop my recording here on my podcast really fast to give myself a break on that.
All right, back on with my podcast. Um, so, you know, these are the nights that me as a political animal live for. Uh, even when there's just two races going on, I personally just love watching the numbers come in. Give me one second. Okay. He's Bernack uh, is just going through some of the counties, uh, continually continuing to show uh, that Democrats so far are outperforming, uh, while Republicans uh, are underperforming. So, yeah, I do my best, Elizabeth. Have a good night. Um. What was I saying, though? Oh, uh, it's still looking somewhat positive. Uh, I think Ossoff just upped his lead by just a little bit, up to 6,000, it looks like. And um, Warnock is leading by about 20, 23% or 23,000. It came down just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I got to tell you this forecasters that this is going, uh, to end up exactly the same place as the election in November ended up, uh, with the final margin being probably less than 20,000 to be perfectly honest. Now, one of my theories after this election, after the presidential election, or one of my thought processes that I, it, I guess you can consider it a theory was that Republicans were not going to fare as well in national elections without Trump on the ticket. We saw this in 2018 and the midterm in 2018 where Republicans in the house specifically just got wiped out. Right. Uh, but in 2020 with Donald Trump on the ticket, even though he lost, Republicans improved in the House. So a lot of the Trump voters, a lot of the Trump supporters came out in support, voted the party line ticket. Um, I, I, I didn't fully expect to see that effect of Trump not being on the ticket this close to the election in a runoff that decides control of the Senate. Uh, they were speculating on on MSNBC about whether or not because Trump has been spending uh, so much time over the last month calling the election results into question constantly every single day of whether or not that may have actually hurt Purdue and Leffler. That remains to be seen. I, I don't really think so. Um, you know, we're just going to have to find out at day's end. Uh, Warnock's lead is down, down to 9,000 votes. And Purdue has taken the lead in his race. He's up now up to, up by 15%. Um... Okay, um, 
that number is likely going to change because looking at the heavily democratic areas, um, there's a lot of votes still out there. Uh, Fulton County, there's still 14% uh, to come in. Douglas County, uh, it's about 7%. Cobb County, there it's only at 37%. So there's... Um, just looking at... And they're actually going over on MSNBC. So I actually want to hear what Bernanke has to say about this. And so what I'm thinking, see if Bernanke confirms this, is that we just had a huge Republican block of votes come in. I'm sorry for the silence. Ah, yep. Uh, the chunk came in from Cherokee County, which up up until probably about ten minutes ago, no votes have been reported. Uh, but Purdue is doing better in Cherokee County, which is a strong Republican county. But Ossoff also did. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be extremely close, as, as I've said. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we're just going to have to see where this goes. Yeah, and that brings Cherokee County up to 95%. So, there's not going to be a lot of more votes coming out of Cherokee County. I mean, yeah, he won the county by 39%, but it's not great. Okay. So, yeah, you're just going to have to wait and see on this. Uh, we're not going to get a full result tonight. Now, if... If Purdue's numbers continue going up, as Eric, he's up by 20,000. Uh, as of right now, and Leffler is just about tied Warnock. They're about a thousand. Uh, she's about a thousand behind now. Um, so it really depends on these. Uh, Heavily Democratic counties at this point. Um, I'm going to take another break on my podcast. All right, forecasters, if you haven't heard about Anchor, and by now you should have, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a few details. First of all, it's free. It's never going to cost you anything to make a podcast on Anchor FM. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money straight from your podcast with no minimum uh, listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
Now, if you're interested in making your own podcast, like I've been doing, and like some of my friends and family have been doing, you need to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, starting back up on the podcast, and, and just in the time that, you know, I took that break, uh, we had more numbers come in. Uh, we saw Warnock's lead, which was down to 1,000, bump back up to 8,000, and we saw Purdue's lead that was uh, 20,000 down to about 15,000. So that big chunk of uh, Republican votes came in, and now a, a chunk of Democratic votes have come in. Uh, but again, in order for the Democrats to take control of the Senate, they need to win both races. Um, as as great as it would be for the Democrats to pick off Kelly Loeffler, uh, and this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing for me. I just I, I've never liked um, appointed senators or uh, anything like that. I, they should be elected, not um, not appointed. You know. When a senator or a congressman leaves office or, or dies or for whatever reason is no longer in office, they should immediately hold an election. I, I just, I've never agreed with the idea of appointing someone. They're not elected. They're not an elected representative. Uh, so really the main reason I'm voting for Warnock to be Leffler is because he would be elected to the office. Yes, it is definitely going to be close, Leslie. Um, and, uh, you know, we're up to 68% at this point. Um, we're not going to know the results tonight. That, that's just that's just how elections are going to be for a while. And, and, and probably for the rest of our lives. We're not going to find out the results anymore on election night. Unless it's just an absolute blowout. Uh, but again, this, is, this comes out uh, to turnout and how each candidate is performing against basically how Trump um, performed in 2016. Um, checking. Yeah, I see Cobb. Still a big chunk of and Gwinnett, Cobb and Gwinnett both sitting under forty percent right now. So there are a bunch of votes still out there for the Democrats. Newton County sitting at about sixty-four. Clark County, which is where Athens is, uh, is only sitting at um. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, Clark County, where Athens is, is sitting at 44%. So they're uh, Augusta. Yeah, they're about 88%. Savannah, uh, Chatham County, where Savannah is, sitting at about 41%. Uh, so probably what you're hearing a lot tonight, uh, and you will continue hearing, and, and I'll, I'll echo that, is that right now, Uh, in fact, just had a change. Kelly Loeffler took the lead 
and her race is up by 10,000 over Warnock. Um, Purdue is up. Oh, wow. That was a big jump, 31. So another big chunk of Republican votes came in. Um, but Democrats are outperforming the numbers from November, which is what they need to do. Um, but even uh, according to the New York Times, uh, Warnock is still favored at this point to win by about 1.6%. Um, New York Times has given him a 71% chance of winning the Senate race despite losing right now. Uh, and as far as Ossoff, they've got him, his expected win total to be about 0.9%, um, giving him a 64% chance uh, to win. Uh, we're right about 70% of the vote tabulated. Um See Leffler up eleven thousand, Purdue up thirty-three thousand now. Um yeah. If you're if if you're a Democrat and you're or you're you just like Ossoff and you don't like Purdue, however it is you don't want that number climbing any higher for Purdue. Um, 23,000 is a pretty large uh, jump or lead for Purdue. Uh, okay. So like, like I, like I said just a minute ago, just got confirmation from Steve Kornacki over on MSNBC that a large uh, chunk from Walton County came in. But here's the thing, even though a huge amount of votes came in, they're looking at Loeffler and Warnock and Purdue and Ossoff, both Purdue and Leffler are way underperforming where Trump was in 2020. Trump won 74.1% of Walton County. Leffler and Purdue are sitting both. Leffler's at about 70%. Purdue's at about 71%. So... That's way underperforming at this point, but you know, that's about 66, that's two thirds of the vote in. So those numbers will come up, but I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's 4% left in that 60, in that 34%. But yeah, we'll see. I, I could be wrong. Uh, so now we kind of start playing the waiting game because this is, So MSNBC is going on standby for a press conference from the Georgia, I think she said Secretary of State, maybe she said Attorney General, I'm not sure who. So we're going to say, I don't know why they decided they need to interrupt at this point. But again, you know, this is more of a test than anything else. Um, see as results come in. And give myself another little break on a podcast. And let's start. Out. I mean, I've only been on for about 30 minutes, so.
On the second, and I probably shouldn't have started my podcast and then tried to text at the same time. Doesn't really work out well because I kind of go silent, especially. And I apologize to my podcast listeners that I've gone silent with just a few more seconds. Dead air, dead air, dead air. All right. Okay. Well, that was about a minute of dead air. I apologize. I'll probably have to splice that a little bit uh, before I put it out. Yeah, we're we're fully at seventy percent now. Purdue's up by forty four thousand. Uh, Leffler is up twenty two thousand. So and Purdue's up by one and a half percent. Leffler's up by point seven six percent. Um, but. Mike Baker for the New York Times literally just uh, stated on his update, uh, more votes from Republican strongholds have come in, pushing the GOP hopefuls into small leads for the moment. But there are still a lot of Democrat-leaning ballots uh, still around the Atlanta area. Um, if either uh, Warnock or Ossoff are going to win this election, they're going to win it in the counties surrounding Atlanta, I believe. It was stated earlier, there's nine, two, three, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's nine counties surrounding Atlanta that are deep blue. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have to see what happens on this. They're talking about vote counting right now. I guess the press conference isn't going to happen quite a uh, immediately. Because uh, New York Times still at this point. Ooh, leads have changed because Purdue has come way down. Um, in fact, it's less. Oh, and that's why. Um, so, oddly enough, they've been running together all night. Now, all of a sudden, 76% has reported in for the Purdue Ossoff race, while only 72% for the Leffler, Loeffler, Warnock race. Warnock race. Uh, Leffler is currently up by 24. Oh, nope. Big change. Um, they just caught up. Warnock has retaken the lead. Uh, he is now currently up. Doing math in my head, thirteen thousand votes uh, with a 043 percent lead, and Purdue's lead is now down to eleven thousand. I mean, think about this, ladies and gentlemen. 
he was just up by 40,000. He's now up by only 11,000. Um, or 0.32%. So that, that is just a huge, huge change. And, and it shows you what happens when blocks of votes come in. It is my pleasure, Leslie. Thank you. So, I mean, this is... Uh, this is what I kind of live for in elections. I, I kind of wish I would have had this option if I'd th even thought about podcasting back in November. I would have done this all night long. I would have gone until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Would have had to have a lot of energy drinks, but this is the cause that I love. I love elections. I love results. I love watching them come in. I try to analyze, but I'm not the best an analyst. If you want to see a good analyst... I do encourage you once again uh, to tune into MSNBC and watch any time that Steve Kornacki is on. Um, that man is just a, a, a freaking genius when it comes to analyzing what's out there and what's coming in. Uh, again, just an update from when I started this. Uh, this election night, this runoff, is for control of the Senate. Currently, uh, the, Republican the Republicans have a 50 to 48 lead in the Senate. Um, so, if Republicans win one or one or both seats, they keep control of the Senate, and Mitch remains um, the leader of the Senate. Whatever he's called. <laughs> Just had a brain fart. If you can help me out in the chat. Oh, what is Mitch? He is this. Santa. But something just. Oh, we had another change. See, that's just how fast it goes. Um, another update, I believe what he's saying, Forsyth just came in with a huge chunk. They're up to about 89%. Uh, but Kelly Leffler is retaking the lead up by 19,000 votes, uh, or 0.58%. Purdue is up by 1.3% or 44,000 votes. So really in a matter of five minutes, uh, forecasters, uh, specifically at Purdue, because I can see his numbers a little easier. He went from a 40,000 lead to about a 15,000 lead, back up to a 40,000 lead, or 40, excuse me, 44,000 lead. That is what happens, uh, and this is what was so confusing for some on election night, is this is what happens when, when chunks, are vote, chunks of votes are reported. It's just how it's always happened. It, it's nothing new. It's not surprising. Um, but let's see if that... Ossoff's sitting about 66% win probability, but he is at predict, predicted expected margin when still at 1%. Uh, Warnock is up to 79% uh, projected estimated margin of victory, one7 
and, and really where they come up with these numbers and, and why um, there seems to be a little bit more optimism towards the Democrats is they're looking at how many votes have been cast and how many estimated votes are to be counted. So let me try that again. They're looking at the number of votes that have, that have been counted and they're estimating how many votes are left and whether or not they favor one candidate or over the other. And when we're looking, when we're looking, when they're looking at this, most of the outstanding votes at this point, now there are one, two, three, four, five. Looks like five counties have not reported anything. Those are probably going to go Republican if I had to guess. But it does look like the majority of the votes coming in um, is going to come from Democratic counties. We're still Chatham County, which is where Savannah is. 48, 41% of the votes have been reported. Richmond County, now they're pretty much done. Where Augusta is, they're pretty much done. Athen, or Clark County, which is where Athens is. 44% of the votes have come in. Fulton County, which is the largest county in Georgia, even though it's sitting at 86%, when you think about the, the, the size of that county, that's still a lot of votes still, still to come in. Um, Cobb County, uh, Democratic County, sitting at 49%. Gwinnett County is up to 85%, so most of their votes have come in. DeKalb County, which is next door to Atlanta, uh, next door to Fulton. Um, only 37% of the vote have come in. So there is still a very long way to go on this. Um, back to what I was talking about. As a recap, um, the races tonight determine who has control of the Senate. Right now, the Republicans have control. They've had control of the Senate for years. Uh, Mitch McConnell is the Senate Majority Leader. Right now, the Republicans lead in the Senate 50 to 48 because these two races have not been decided yet. If Republicans win either one of these races, Republicans keep control of the Senate. If the Democrats pull the shocker and win both of these seats, and again, I'll look this up here in a minute, but two Democrats have not held both seats in Georgia in a very long time. But if they pull that upset, that puts the number at 50-50. It's a 50-50 tie. And how it has always worked and how it will work is whichever party has control of the White House, because it's the vice president who's the Senate, or who's the president of the Senate. So whoever has control of the White House thus also has control of the Senate because the vice president in, in their role, and I'll say it, in her role, Kamala Harris, will break any tie that happens in the Senate. So if it's something that she wants pushed out, she's going to vote yes. If it's something she doesn't, she's going to vote no. Um, so these two races tonight are, are very important. If the Democrats can pull this out, um, that means they have a trifecta. They control the House, Senate, and the presidency, which has not happened since the first two years of Obama's uh, first term as president. Um, look up something real quick. Oh, 
segment's gone on a little bit long, so I'll go ahead and do three different things at once, ladies and gentlemen. So the last time that Democrats held both seats in Georgia in the Senate was in 2003 when Max Cleland lost his re-election bid to Saxby Chambliss. Um, and Zell Miller was the other one. And if you know your history at all, Zell Miller eventually, once he retired from the Senate, he actually switched parties and became a frothing... I, I, I'm not sure he's still alive, to be perfectly honest. But if he is... I'm pretty sure he's a huge Trump fan. Uh, Purdue has been in office since 2015. Uh, Leffler, again, uh, was appointed to her position. All right, so let's look at some updates. So right now, Leffler was 76%. Leffler's still holding a 1.3% lead. Um... 46,000 vote lead. Uh, Purdue is holding a 2% lead of 68,000 votes. Wow. Uh, but New York Times at this point. Uh, is they're still giving Ossoff. An expected margin of victory of 0.9%, giving him a 68% chance to win the race. And then Warnock still sitting at an 80, 81% win probability with his total uh, margin of victory at 1.7. Um, update from Stephanie Saul, and I think they did the same similar update on MSNBC, um, is... Uh, Stephanie Saul wrote that Gabriel Sterling, a Georgia elections official, says it's going to be a long night with tranches. I'm not entirely sure what a tranche is. Of votes remaining from both large Democratic counties and small Republican ones. So we can just kind of look at that, just that information that's out there like that. You know, I don't want to jinx myself or jinx anyone who's watching this hoping that the Democrats win, but you've got to feel a little bit optimistic at this point. Um, that's weird. Um, I'll go back to election night um, in November. Uh, I was watching MSNBC. Uh, and James Harville, who, if any of you have followed politics, know James Harville uh, well. Uh, he ran the Clinton campaign in 92, and he is actually the one who coined the phrase, it's the economy, stupid. Um, you know, early on election night, I think all of us remember that it, it was starting to look like it was going to be a Trump win. And every time they brought him on, I, I just lost his name. Someone help me who I was just talking about. James Carville. There we go. Every time they brought him on, he kept telling people to get off the ledge, go have yourself a drink, go relax, turn off the TV if you have to, because Biden was going to win. He said this starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and he said this all the way until Saturday. 
So I kind of wish they had him on tonight. I don't know why he's not on tonight because I'd like to see what he has to say about all of this. Um, so I'm not going to be on much longer. I'm probably going to go ahead and sign off at nine. Uh, but again, I think, thank everyone for watching. It's been appreciated. I'm still going to report though. Uh, another batch came in. Looks like Leffler and Purdue's leads came down just a tad bit. Uh, Leffler's still up by 1.2%. Purdue's up by 1.9%. All right, let's look. Cobb County, oh, they're up to about 50%. Um, Gwinnett County, no. DeKalb County still at 30. I'm, I mean, that's 63% of DeKalb County. Um, let me see real quick. And this isn't going to tell you how many people voted, but just to give an idea. Um. DeKalb County has a population of 759,000 people. Don't know how many registered voters there are in the state, but currently they're sitting at 123 that have been counted vote-wise. So I expect a lot more votes to come in. Uh, Clark County, which is where Athens is at, is still at about 48%. Let's, let's scroll through some of these. Republic I mean, Floyd County, which I expect will be a Republican Lumpkin, Coffee, Appling, and Talaferro County. Still not reported anything as of yet. But. I'm just kind of just scrolling through all the Republican counties, seeing outside of those, I think five counties, they reported no, nothing. I mean, yeah, there's Bartell County, but I mean, they're at a third of the estimated votes reported, 13, so you're looking at about 30,000 more votes to come in, in Bartell County, that's not very much uh, for the Republicans. Sometimes I can pull my inner Steve Pernacki and do numbers in my head, that's kind of cool. Whitfield County is sitting about 57%, but that's 16. So that's looking about 30,000 votes total that will come in. So about maybe 20,000 more votes. Most of all the other Republican counties are sitting north of 98% reported. While the largest Democratic counties that I just went through... Uh, DeKalb sitting at 37%, Cobb sitting at 52%, Fulton stuck at 86%, Henry at 83%, um, Clark where Athens is, I don't know, oh, all of, most of Clark's counties, maybe I need to take a recheck, that, that, that's new to me. I mean, both uh, Warnock and Ossoff at this point are starting to chip a little bit more into the lead. Uh, 
Uh, Leffler's up by 1.1%. Purdue up by 1.8%. Take another break. All right, back on the podcast. Um, see, the numbers right now are just kind of swinging back and forth. Uh, Leffler at 1.1%. Purdue now up uh, point one uh, more percent up to 1.9%. Oh, so it turns out that the um, the press conference that they called in Georgia was just to give an update on what's been counted, what still needs to come uh, counted. Uh, Nate Cohn on New York Times. Uh, just posted, both Democrats remain heavily favored despite their deficit in the tabulated vote. And for those n- not sure what that means, it just means how many votes have been counted to this point. Uh, they're favored to win the vote left to be counted. Here's the amazing thing, by 9 to 10 points. That That's an amazing number. That They're both trailing right now, uh, but they're favored to win the outstanding vote by nine to ten points. So, currently, the New York Times has Warnock his expected margin of victory to be one point seven. Uh, he is now gone from tilting Warnock to probably Warnock at eighty-five uh, percent. This is typically when some networks, uh, specifically MSNBC, would actually categorize the race. But they're probably going to wait until Warnock actually takes the lead back. Uh, but I, I would think if Warnock is going to win this, as New York Times is now predicting, once he retakes a lead, MSNBC may recharacterize the race from instead of too close or too close to to call uh, to something. I think it's along the lines of a lead by Warnock. And all that means is he's expected to win, but they're not calling it yet. And then in the other race, Purdue and Ossoff, Ossoff, his number is up to one point uh, margin of victory, 1%. And he is now up to 71% win probability. He is he is also gone from tilting uh, to leaning. So both Democrats uh, in this, even though they are losing right now in the vote count, uh, They've both moved out of the toss-up tilting category. Ossoff is now in leaning category. Um, and Warnog is in the probably category. He's literally on the line between leaning and likely. If he, if he gets to likely, the race is over. Okay. Uh, just reading something that was posted on the New York Times, something I've already talked about. Uh, and, and this goes back to the theory I mentioned earlier uh, tonight. Uh, Matt, and I apologize if I mispronounce his name, Matt Flegenheimer on the New York Times uh, just posted a lesson many Dems learned the hard way in the Obama years is that it's not so easy getting a president's voters to show up when he's not on the ballot. GOP, which I stated this 
See, I'm, I'm, I'm a good thinker sometimes. GOP saw this in 18, and it's beginning to look like it's going to happen again. Um, I, I'm just looking for a few more updates. So right now, most of the votes we're getting in are covering those Republican areas, strongholds, uh, because Leffler's lead has gone up to 1.3%. Purdue has gone back up to 2%, 79% reporting. Oh, yeah, two counties just came in. I wish I'd written them down or someone wrote them down for me. Um, I don't remember them. But there's only two counties left now. Um, that I think this is hard to find me. There's only two counties now that have not reported anything, and I know they're Republican counties because um, the leads went up. Hmm. Darn it. If anyone's still watching me, you heard me name out the counties that had not reported any vote chat. If you could uh, do me a favor, put them in the chat, I would uh, be very appreciative because I don't remember. Well, see, MSNBC has shown all the counties have re reported, so. Give me just a second. is showing a map of where the outstanding votes are left. And just looking. Let me look at my map. It looks... All the remaining bubbles are pretty much Democratic-controlled areas. There, there's one, and it's one I'm showing that has not shown any vote yet, and that's Floyd County. I expect to be a Republican county. I mean, DeKalb is still at 37%. Hmm. Interesting to note, uh, Shayla, or Shayla, Dewan, Dewan, I'm sorry for a minute, uh, but she just said Chatham County. Let's see if I can find Chatham. Hmm. 
Um, oh, okay, Savannah. Okay, so Chatham County, which is where Savannah is and just happens to be uh, Warnock's hometown, there's, they've still got roughly a third of the vote left to count. And Cobb County, over here, is at 52%. I mean, the, the numbers just keep ticking back and forth. It was Leffler 1.2, Purdue 2. Now it's Leffler 1.1, Purdue 1.9. Until we get another big chunk. And here here's the thing. I don't expect any more chunks. Or, uh, Warnock just moved more into the likely category at 87%. Um, but... The remaining big chunks of votes. So another Republican chunk just came in. Uh, Leffler increased her lead again. Ooh, that was a big jump for her, up to 1.5%. Wow. Uh, So, uh, you know, at this point, we're still waiting for Cobb still at 52. Gwinnett at 89. DeKalb at 37. Henry at 83, Newton, and, I mean, we'll see. Chatham's still at 70%. So, it really depends on, on, on at this point, with, with the largest bubbles in the state, of the biggest votes left to come, the biggest chunks that are going to come in. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit my microphone. It, it's going to depend if the two Democrats, uh, Ossoff and uh, Warnock, can either keep at Biden's pace percentage-wise or a little bit above. If they start falling below that, then that's going to probably start trending towards Republican victories for Purdue and Leffler. Just don't know when we're going to get those votes in. But if it is Mellon voting that we're waiting on, we all know at this point um, that um, Mellon voting very much favors the Democratic Party over the Republican Party. All right, so I'm going to close up on my podcast uh, with my usual sign-off and then spend another couple of minutes on my Facebook Live. But to my forecasters on the podcast, as always, stay safe, wear your mask, stay six feet away in public when possible, and just remember, we're going to get through this. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.